0: If more of you supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. Blobby right? blah, <laughs>
1: <God, laughs> the blah
0: blah blah. Send it now. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and
1: protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that.
2: You do very much see that in Hollywood movies. And I would even say in some like war movies, it's very much propaganda to promote war in a sense. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America show, uh, our special celebration week, six year anniversary. This will be the third in our week long episode a day celebration help give back to the community for being so great and help us catch up on some uh, content that we've been letting pile up for a bit too long. So everybody wins. And this one is Brendan Weber, Weber, the philosophy guy. We had a fantastic chat. Um, again, this one's been in the sort of Brendan for leaving it in the back catalog or in the unreleased folder for so long, but we just, you know, with the conference and everything else, everything caught up to us, but here it is. Again, episode 353 on the America show this is going to be Brendan Weber. And we got everybody's favorite podcast host over here, Graham Calfman Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? Hey, not too bad, buddy. Yeah, this was good. We talked a lot about, you know, philosophy in the age of
1: dogmatic science and fake news and talked about the definition of it. Uh, it was pretty interesting, actually. We had a good conversation. You could tell we don't agree on on a lot of stuff, but it was pretty cool to to be able to just discuss it all. Like we've had a couple episodes now where we just, you know, talk about ideas without getting all you know. We just talked about one. And,
0: with, just had one with Shermer. We recorded today. Yeah, that was like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, we talked about the Hollywood influence and the government influence a little bit, and the, some of the producers and their their uh, influence on culture through Hollywood. Talked yeah. about objective and subjective reality. P- pretty interesting. He's got a politi- political science degree and uh, he got into philosophy and he's got a podcast. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Awesome chat.
0: And we are often considered a philosophy podcast.
1: We used to be until we got into the wrong philosophy. Now we're just off the charts.
0: Well, we're still in the charts in most countries, just the U.S. Or just the U.S. currently. The U.S. Of we're fucking banned in, I censorship. Think, I think we're banned in India too. That's just that's, of the, that's just because of the language.
1: Oh, really? They yeah. just ban you for f-bombs.
0: Yeah. Really? No explicit shows in India. Wow. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. Watch what about language. China? No, we get downloads in China. Really? Eh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: We do. Hundred percent.
1: That doesn't affect your social credit score.
0: I don't know. I I, I I'm probably not going to go to China.
1: No, not yours specifically. I mean, the people that are downloading oh, us are I don't know. probably That's their expats problem. in China or
0: what? That's their problem. With the show where it is these days, I, do, I might not go to places like China or North Korea. What's the God show? <laughs> <laughs> Was that racist? Sorry. Wasn't trying to be.
1: That's okay. You can't be racist.
0: You're Why, because I'm Indian? Yeah. I'm above it all? Yeah. I'm from one of the most oppressed people in the history exactly. of the planet. Exactly. So
1: you can't be racist. You can do whatever you want.
0: That's right. Yeah. So, do you want to jump into some quotes right away? What do you oh, want to do? Geez. It's a six-year wow. anniversary week. We've this been is... releasing a show a day for five days. Uh, this will be Wednesday. This is our Wednesday show with Brendan. Uh, this is episode 353, all for free in the back catalog. Uh, about 800, 900 hours of conversation and entertainment. And if that has added some value to your life, maybe head over to gramamericaca support today. And sign up for monthly through Stripe or Patreon or PayPal or anything you can do to support us, it really does help, keeps us going, helps us pay the rent, helps us grow. I mean we need help. We need support. Yeah, I can't do it without everybody at all. It be impossible. I mean, that wasn't
1: the plan, but that's what it ended up being like, and we appreciate everybody's support. I mean, that's fantastic.
0: And then you get the black budget feed right away, you get access to the black budget.
1: Yeah, for whatever support amount you want. Are you okay. still sending that out manually? For the black budget? Like if people, you get yeah. new supporters, you send them black budget feed out manually, right? Yeah. There's some interesting content in there
0: too. 13 questions takes care of itself. But I haven't got Grammarica to that yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was just the landing page. I mean, the, the the Grammarica page is too complicated for me to fuck around too much at this point. Yeah. 13 questions page is still simple enough that I know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, without breaking anything, which is important. So, uh also episode three in our Great American Road Trip, the most recent one, CAC twenty nineteen and back, Colorado. I guess you probably didn't spend a lot of time in Colorado. I mean, you spent a lot of time there, but you didn't see a lot of Colorado
2: because you I just saw?
0: dipped in and out. Like yeah, I went all the, I went all the way yeah, out yeah. the north end of Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It's uh, it's a bit. I just lost my page. Colorado Utah border this is a little sketchy. I wouldn't want to run out of gas around there.
1: No, yeah, that's pretty. There's a
0: pretty good stretch of nothing over there. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, and the somethings that are there don't look too inviting. But Colorado in general is beautiful. I couldn't believe how much it looked like um, home.
1: Yep, it really yep. has. The like mountains British all look Columbia the same. Too. Yeah, British Columbia. Uh, we had
0: the great house in Pagosa. We had the house up on the hill. And then we had our buddy, friend of the show, Matt, who was letting us use his dad's house down at Bogosa to do some podcasting and stuff like that where we could just look out that magnificent window at the beautiful mountain range while we're podcasting with John McAfee. who will be coming out tomorrow in our episode of week special, six-year anniversary special. Um, Northern Colorado, which was interesting as well. Actually, so when we left Colorado, we talked to Ken, the... Uh, The manager at Elk Lake Lodge where the conference was, was Randall Carlson, which was a tremendous success in my opinion. Uh, Ken sent us on the scenic route to North Colorado. So we took that mountain pass I was talking about a bit in episode 350 where it took us like three and a half hours to go 100 miles through the craziest mountain pass I've ever been on. And I live like a half an hour away from the Rocky Mountains. I mean, I've even taken the back way from Canmore down those dirt roads to come out in Bragg Creek. Yeah, yeah. And that's nothing compared to this highway. You would not want to be on this highway in the snow. Yeah. Even in my truck, I would not want to be on that highway if it was snowing. Yeah. Because you're going down like 8% grades forever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable highway. I can't believe they made a highway that high up into the Mountain tips. I mean, I'd like to- It was snow dr- the I, whole time.
1: I'd like to drive around the Four Corners uh, area, like
0: more. So in New Mexico and- Yeah, I didn't make it, I mean, it I'd, down I'd like there. to go
1: down to Santa Fe and keep going. I mean, I'd really like to travel all around there.
0: For there you couldn't buy weed up in Northern Colorado though. Why? From Montrose. There was a store, there was a dispensary just outside says, this Montrose. This is your last dispensary for yeah.
1: 200 miles?
0: There's a there's so a place- is there a sign that says that? said something it was getting dark we didn't it didn't clue in but when we got to Montrose it's medical only huh and wow. then like as we got further up into northern colorado it was like even the hotels had signs like no pot cannabis the one hotel had a sign that says like cannabis is prohibited in this hotel if we smell it what we're going to fine you 250 bucks wow yeah and you couldn't get it anywhere up there too
1: close to utah or... no that wasn't that's well i guess side. what
0: happened is each i mean it's each county or whatever got to make their own decisions. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: And businesses were free to make their own decisions. Ah, hmm. And then when you get out of, like, uh, I forget what those towns were even called now at this point. But when you get into Dinosaur Colorado, then you have um, recreational Dispensaries again. I mean, Dinosaur Colorado, there ain't much to it. There really isn't. And then when you so from there, we actually, it's actually into Utah where the Dinosaur National Monument was. Hmm. Which is cool. You go in there, you drive up the hill, and they've got that building where they've preserved it all. Like, you could just see if you just kept taking that rock face off, they'd just find more and more fossils. Wow. But it's just one building, like, 200 feet long.
1: What kind of dinosaurs?
0: Uh, there's a stegosaurus in there. I really? think of a velociraptor. There's a bunch of different kinds. You can really see where something just scooped all that shit up at one time and deposited it all there. There's no way all those dinosaurs are just hanging out there together and got killed, you know. There's no way. You think that something? What do you mean something? I think their bones got washed out and deposited there after the flood. Northern Colorado, when you're driving through up there, you can really see where the deposits were left as the water washed out, and it makes me think that places like Drumheller and stuff like that—all those dinosaurs weren't hanging out there until you find the bone deposits are there from after the flood. Really? Yeah. So Actually, how you're here to talk to so Randall again. random getting
1: Randall bones? Ra- Randall, random bones? About random well, they're all bones together. It. It's picking to them per- up
0: along the way. But, I mean, we don't find a lot of skeletons and stuff, right? Huh. They're pretty rare.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. They have to piece them all together.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: So dinosaurs are real?
0: Apparently. You
1: don't believe that conspiracy? Dinosaurs are fake?
0: That they're just here to test our faith? Or that they're just... It could just be a reprogram. Oh, have you heard that? conspiracy? I mean, you drive through those parts of Colorado and Utah, where you can see all the different layers of strata on the rock. And if you think of all those as just being like a defrag of the hard drive, man, there's been
1: a lot of restarts. Oh, man. So have, it's you, have, insane. You, heard, have you heard about the dinosaur conspiracy that they really just no, started here. bringing them out that, you know, in the last like 50 years or something, they made, like they've made it up. Have you, have you heard that?
0: No. Dinosaurs, is this a flat earth movement?
1: That's parallel to
0: that. Parallel? Yeah. Why would they invent dinosaurs just to push evolution?
1: Um, Maybe. Uniformitarianism, I don't know. That doesn't make sense though either. No, I
0: don't know doesn't. why they would do it. Well, I'll find us someone to talk to, explain it to us. I don't know. I don't think we should go there. Uh, we probably shouldn't. Flat earth didn't go so good. Uh, Grandamerica.ca slash support guys, episode 353. I got a couple of quotes All for here. free. Could help if you supported the show because it really does help. Helps pay the rent. Helps helps us grow. Helps us flow. Helps us know that you appreciate the show. No. Down Graham, going
2: deep. It's a
0: profound UFO quote of the week.
1: Okay. Words to ponder and critique. All right, so this is from the octopus of global control. Thanks, Charlie, for all your quotes. The powers of financial capitalism. See see if you can guess this, too. I know Jay Dyer, a hint Jay Dyer would get this. He's done an analysis of this book. The powers of financial capitalism had an other far-reaching aim, nothing less than to create a world of financial control in private hands able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of, a world, of the world as a whole. The system was to be controlled in a feudalist fashion by the central banks of the world acting in concert by secret agreements arrived at in frequent private meetings and conferences. The apex of the system was the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, a private bank owned and controlled by the world's central banks, which were themselves private organizations, sorry, private corporations. The growth of the financial capitalism made possible a centralization of world economic control and use of this power for the direct benefit of financiers and the indirect injury of all other economic groups.
0: Uh Jonathan Perkins.
1: No, that was uh Professor Carol Quigley, Tragedy and Hope. A history of the world in our time.
0: I never got that. No. No chance. This one's a good one too.
1: It's kind of appropriate. I think I think it is. This is from an end to upside down thinking. The difficult reality. No. That's wrong. The difficulty really is psychological and exists in the perpetual torment that results from your saying to yourself, But how can it be like that? which is a reflection of uncontrolled but utterly vain desire to see it in terms of something familiar. Do not keep saying to yourself, But how can it be like that? because you will get into a blind alley from which nobody has yet escaped. Nobody knows how it can be like that.
0: Nobody. Who's that?
1: Richard Feynman, Nobel Prize winning physicist, describing the dissonance between quantum physics and everyday human experience.
0: I also would not have guessed that. I don't think. Anyway big thanks to everyone for hanging out for six years and 353 episodes now congratulations you too buddy yeah grandamerica.ca support we're half over halfway through our week of releases now there'll be two more john mcafee tomorrow and who's the one on friday uh i think it's uh ben davidson ben davidson John McAfee, then Ben Davidson, and then we'll probably go to even just two shows a week for a little while here because we still got a lot of content. So uh, better time than ever to head over to slash support and sign up for a monthly, send a one-time donation, uh, do whatever you feel like you can do to help us celebrate our six-year celebrations. Enjoy the chat with Brendan Weber.
1: So tonight we've got another kind of swap cast. We've got the philosophy guy here, Brendan Weber. Is it Weber or Weber? Weber. Okay, that's what I thought.
2: Yeah, dog good.
1: Darren thought it was Weber. I'm like, why do you think it's Weber, Darren? Yeah, I said, why
2: do you think it's Weber? It's actually Weber in Utah, so I'm I'm used to it. (laughs) That's awesome. It's, ve- so, it's very much state by state. It's very interesting.
1: <laughs> right on. So you got a degree in philosophy and you've been doing this philosophy guy podcast about, especially when philosophy crosses, I guess, or as concepts raised in our cultural and, uh, and entertainment environment. So super interesting. I'm listening to your show and it's good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I don't
1: know where I want to start. I mean, we're in the philosophy category because there's nowhere else to put us. But we really know nothing about philosophy, or I don't. I mean, I'm interested in it. I listen to philosophy podcasts, but it's a, it's a tough one for me sometimes.
0: You got like one of the top 100 philosophy podcasts on the planet, buddy, and you're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know anything.
0: So why don't we yeah. start there? Can you give us your definition of philosophy? No pressure. Yeah, I mean,
2: there, there's uh, even that. That's, what's, that's what I like about philosophy is even that discussion right there is, is kind of up for debate. But um, basically I kind of just look at it as to, to put it in the simplest form is just a way to, to go into inquiry about the why questions, like answering why to all of these things and just like kind of just a general inquiry into knowledge and kind of like the reason I, I got motivated for the podcast and is I see philosophy as really important, not just philosophy in general. But maybe more importantly, as in like a cultural sense, because you kind of got you got it right there where I'm trying to apply philosophy at this more basic level, I guess you could say, and connect it to these like cultural and entertainment things. And in the sense of philosophy, as in critical thinking and just having a dialogue and a discussion and just trying to just find new ways to think about things. I think that's just something that's really important for philosophy and also just discourse in society in general so it's kind of my motivation there and that's kind of a roundabout answer but i would say that's kind of my way of of telling you what philosophy is yeah and
1: when you put it that way it makes sense to us because that's kind of what we've been what we wanted to do too we're asking the why right. question like i don't have a lot of the answers i have more questions now than we did at the beginning but it's about the why
0: yeah questions. right it's like questioning everything to its deepest root i think yeah. and that's kind of what we do here yeah. so i think it's a good fit that's what put us in that category. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely not that what my answer was not the academic answer with like the ac- academic answer would more so like around wisdom and that knowledge route. But yeah, the, the, my motivation behind the show isn't necessarily that it's just seeing it philosophy as broader than the academic sense in, in the sense that it's a way to think about things and critically think about, you know, it, it doesn't have to be about philosophy topics like, you know, what is the meaning of life? It doesn't have to be about that can be your way of thinking about, you know, bringing even ideas from philosophy and bringing it to political issues and social issues and just discussions with people in everyday life. And that's kind of the, that's what brought me to philosophy and why, you know, I kind of been trying to do it even after I've graduated here.
1: So that's why you started up the podcast to, to keep that talking about that and getting that out there, getting those, that discourse out there.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, so Basically, after I graduated, I was like, "Okay, the job market. I'm I'm still probably going to do do this, but I want to get my master's and and but I also know the job market for philosophy uh, uh, professors is is horrendous right now. So I was like, okay, I, I can't just I can't allow myself just to jump in. So you know, I have like a kind of like a regular job, and then also just yeah, doing this as a hobby to kind of stick with it, and also just. I thought that, you know, I'm going to do this stuff anyway for, for fun, basically. And, you know, trying to find and write and all this stuff to, to connect philosophical concepts and blah, 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 and overanalyze movies, which is part of the thing I do on my show. But I thought, you know what, I might as well start a podcast on it. And, uh, you know, some people would be interested in that. So, and it's uh, caught on a little bit. So, yeah, that was kind of my motivation. is just I want to stick to philosophy and continue to develop my own thinking and share my thoughts if anyone wants to hear. And hopefully they do. And if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. That's kind of <laughs> the way
0: I went into it. So, yeah. So go to the People's Encyclopedia. Okay. And see what the definition of philosophy is. Philosophy, from Greek, philosophia, literally love of wisdom. Yep. <laughs> is the study of general and fundamental questions about existence, knowledge, values, reason, mind, and language. Such questions are often posed as problems to be studied or resolved the term was probably coined by Pythagoras 495 BC huh. Philosoph- philosophical methods include questioning critical discussion rational argument and systematic presentation
2: so yeah there you go that's cool. There's that's the, yeah, that's definitely the academic answer. And that, and that's why I like wanted to come on your guys' show is, is I have kind of attracted this more philosophy heavy audience, but also the point of my show is to bring people into philosophy. So I'm kind of glad you guys said that where you're like, okay, I don't, I'm in the philosophy section, but I don't, you know, <laughs> don't know a lot about philosophy, but that's exactly what I'm looking for is, is I see philosophy much broader and, and that, to kind of get into another motivation is the problem I saw when I was in, in college was philosophy is very much like, yeah, you can go into it, even in your undergrad, you can get into some deep stuff, I guess you could say, and even in the nitty gritty on the issues of, of discussions, but yet philosophy still kind of in, in academia and PhDs and professors, it's very much on this ivory tower in the sense that you know undergrad is really the only place people are, are seeing philosophy or hearing about philosophy or hearing about philosophical ideas. And I wanted to kind of join these other good podcasts and being a little bit, I don't want to say basic. It's just more of kind of discussing some interesting questions or interesting films and looking through through it with a philosophical lens because, you know, there's other great shows. I don't know if you've heard of them. You, you guys are in the philosophy section. So you well, yeah. Might, yeah, I was going like to ask you philosophy.
1: about some of the shows you were you were looking up to in a way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Philosophize. This is one that the he covers, it's, he's done by Stephen West and he covers basically, he just went through like the history philosophy, all like the big periods in philosophy and covered all those from Aristotle, Socrates, Foucault, you know, all the way through history. Right. And okay. I was like, okay, that's covered. He did a wonderful job. I didn't want to do that too much. Cause yeah. it's like, I don't, I didn't want to cover things that are already covered. Cause you know, Is it although it worth I like doing to? this stuff anyway, and, you know, 10 people could listen. I'd probably still do it. I still wanted, you know, I had that motivation to grow, right? So, and then there's like another one I would recommend is uh, Partially Examined Life. You know, they go and and analyze a text. They'll go read like a text for the week and they go and have like a group discussion and people can just listen in on it. That's like an interesting way to do it. And then I realized like, you know, there's, there's another one. I just went on Embrace the Void, the Political Philosophy Podcast. Those are some good ones. But I was like, there's all these deep movies that people like, you know, Christopher Nolan movies, right? Most people have have at least seen one Christopher Nolan movie, Uh, the Coen brothers, those type of movies, those deep movies that people, you know, they go on the internet and they're like looking for theories about. And a lot of times like, yeah, there's a lot of good theories about those films, but there's also concepts in those films that relate directly to philosophy and kind of extracting those and kind of explaining them and going a little bit deeper into those is I saw it as kind of like this bridge into philosophy for the more general public and general audience. And I also didn't want to do just because, you know, honestly, I don't have the credentials. I don't think, <laughs> um, but like a like a Sam Harris type thing or what Jordan Peterson's kind of grasping on to. You know, that wasn't my thing. You know, I'm yeah. not nec- I'm not really the quote unquote academic, at least not yet. So I was like, okay, what is my area that I can do? That people will, you know, care about and help them connect to philosophy. So that's
1: that makes sense. Kind of yeah.
0: where we're at. <laughs> is philosophy is this worth listening to? I've always wanted because yeah. I got the book. I got the philosopher's handbook. I've been meaning to read it, but I'm always meaning to read it.
2: Yeah, I would. I would check out. I mean, if especially intro to philosophy is is you know if you haven't done it maybe since undergrad or didn't even do you know undergrad. maybe only had to take like one intro class undergrad. Philosophize this is great because he goes through like basically each person in throughout history and kind of just gives like, uh, he does multiple parts on some episodes, but gives like a 20 minute overview of their thoughts and their thought process and their ideas. And also kind of relating from like person to person throughout history, you know, as, as we went from Socrates to where we are now with like this mo- more, postmodern modern philosophy, he does a good job of connecting how those ideas develop throughout time. So yeah. That's why, yeah, I would definitely recommend. Yeah,
1: you know, it's, it's incredible how if you want to learn about anything at all, you can find it in podcasts. Like that sounds like a, yeah. you know, a history lesson and philosophy that you can get for free, probably. Just, yeah, you know, whatever you want.
2: A yeah. lot of good stuff out there. And that's, it, and that's the other reason I was motivated is because, you know, podcast, like YouTube's another thing. You guys have kind of jumped on some of the YouTube stuff, which is another whole complicated aspect. But podcasting, you know, it, it's so simple. It's, someone could get hosting and podcast hosting for like 10 bucks a month. And if they have something interesting to say, they can spew whatever they want for 10 bucks a month. And like, you know, might as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about Periscope, man? I mean, I could just go like this right now with
0: this thing. And a exactly. bunch of people start. Well, actually, we're on Periscope. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, no, just recently. Just recently. We got the TriCaster. So we can
2: cast go. all over the place. Yeah. Watch the yeah, show on D Live. He's helping so much right now with that type of yeah. stuff.
1: So well, while we're on other shows and stuff, do you ever do you ever follow Molyneux? like in Freedom Main Radio at all?
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a philosopher
0: gone crazy. Is that gone wild? Yeah, philosopher's gone yeah. wild. Um,
2: I so yeah, he's he's an interesting character. Uh, Let's hear it. I will say he's not he's not wrong about everything. But he, I, I, I admire his confidence. I will say that. Uh, but yeah, he's he's one that he's a good way to to introduce you to philosophy. It's one of those that I don't know. Another example in history, and honestly, I don't know where your <laughs> where your audience lies politically or anything. But all uh, over the place, all over the place. Yeah. Good. Can't, that's that's get, perfect. It. I'm, I'm pretty much all over the place, too, and I can talk about anything, yeah. anything politically. So it's yeah. that's yeah, I'm, I like to works. describe that's it true, as yeah.
0: left on most things, but right enough to be right wing, considered right wing by most of the left.
1: That's a big that we, crowd right now. Yeah, that's a big crowd. <laughs> well,
2: that's the, that's the place to be right now, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. So like Ayn Rand, I think it's an example of Molyneux is it's a Ayn Rand for like the libertarian circles. I would, you know, I have a lot of problems with her philosophy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we, that's that We get into probably too much of the nitty gritty, but there's, let's just say there's some issues with her philosophy. And I plan on doing an episode at some point on my podcast of why so it's that that's not just like an empty statement. But she's like a good intro, like all of her problems about considering like self-interest being a virtue and all that, all those problems with that, that statement on her part, she's an intro with her book, Atlas Shrugged into libertarianism. So if someone is a libertarian, it's a good way to introduce them. And Molyneux, I would give him some credit and maybe, I I don't even know if I'm, I just kind of thought.
0: So is libertarianism philosophy then
2: or ideology? political philosophy i guess but it's yeah. An, it, yeah it is an ideology but i'm kind of like connecting that because malinu is very much on that libertarian circle yeah he, i mean i like he how i put, put out. into philosophy yeah, but i would yeah. say he's more so that like libertarian uh political philosophy is yeah. more his thing and that's kind of why i connected to the ayn Rand yeah because i wouldn't consider him Like he's not really going into the nitty gritty issues of philosophy, at least not anymore. Well, yeah, not
1: anymore. He used to. I mean, I like the fact that he put out some free books and he put out a free show, and he was talking about the non aggression principle and some real like yeah, Uh, some of his stuff on parenting is philosophical. parenting.
0: Parenting stuff is great. And,
1: yeah, and I like that part about him, and that's one of the things that realized that made me realize that people will donate to, and that's one of the yeah. one of the things that I you know I thought about when we went to this value for value model that we do with no sponsors or ads. It's like people will donate if you do a good job, and it's up to you to you know to do obviously entertain and do a good job. But uh, it's interesting when you listen to somebody like that. Like I didn't listen; I listened to him over on and off for probably 10, eight or 10 years, uh, picking and choosing some stuff and learning, learning some stuff and liking, and I disagree with them on a lot of stuff as well. Yeah. Especially about a lot of the topics yeah. that we talk about, but, but, um, it's interesting to see what happened in 2016 with some of these guys I've been listening to for years. Like I've trusted their, at least their honest opinion about things, like not about, not necessarily about, uh, controversies that we talk about on the show, like fringe science or UFOs or stuff like that. Cause he, he wasn't, I, I didn't like what he had to say about that stuff. But when it, when it, when it came to political stuff and fake news, it's interesting to see somebody that you've followed for that long <laughs> libertarian go into like almost supporting Trump in a way. And, and, and almost just yeah. like breaking down the fake news and really falling into that, that category of just pushing hard back against the, uh, the globalist agenda it's interesting to see that that happen
2: yeah and that's i i love your point because that's basically where i am with him is i i disagreed with a lot of his stuff before even with his philosophy stuff that he dabbles in um but yeah that's what really caught me off guard because i think he even considers himself an ancap i I haven't listened to him in a while so i don't know his a lot of his recent views but yeah when he kind of started shifting and to me this this is where i have a problem is when when someone comes across as like this opportunist and when the trump situation started happening that's what i noticed with molyneux is he very much started trying to appeal to the the trump supporters and that's where he like i know his recent thing maybe not recent maybe at least in the last year he's been very much getting into like race realism and all that stuff and that's not really stuff he ever got into before but to me uh, to me he's trying to appeal to this certain base in the trump audience. And that's what kind of yeah. threw me off. It's like, okay, yeah. I can disagree with you, but if you're gonna just start trying to just appeal to the audience for the sake of appealing to an audience, that's when we have a problem. Cause to me, you're just being disingenuous in your if, your supposed critical thinking. Yeah,
1: if he's truly doing that. I mean, there is you could yeah. say that he might just really fall in that category because he sees what's happening from the other side. Like he sees that's, that there needs true. to be some pushback from what's happening. I mean, and the fake news has played a big part of that. I mean, when you see it's, it's tough, man. There's so, I mean, we're, we're, we're finding this in Canada now. I mean, did you read, did you watch that video I sent you, Darren, about the fake news from the CBC? Like they're doing it in Canada to, Alternate uh, ideologies and political philosophy here too. Like they will make up stories and bait you in to just to, to fakely discredit you and and make up stories about you here in the news. I mean, it's really bad in the mainstream news, even in Canada with the CBC, for example. So it's hard not to see that going on. And when people open up that door and see that it's hard not to, to rally against that. And what's against that right now? It's, It's there's not, you know, you're automatically pigeonholed once you, once you rally against that in a way.
2: Yeah.
0: Does that I make agree. Sense? You can get pigeonholed into different pigeonholes too, which is weird, which is a weird new phenomenon. Yeah. It's like, you can be like anti-vax or well, all, yeah, like all, like all right, that stuff. Like, all right. Like, and I mean, look at the people that are
1: getting like, called all right. Like, 10, 10 pool and guys that are on the left that are deconstructing the media get called. All right.
0: Yeah, the alt-right consists of a Jewish guy, a gay guy. Um, who's the other one? I was I was going through it the other day, and I was kind of chuckling. It's was like, the, the, you got like, um, what's his name? Uh, Ruben. Yeah. Dave Ruben. who's always getting screamed at, and he's a gay guy. And then you got Shapiro, who's a Jewish guy. And then there was a couple more, too. I was just, uh, it made me laugh. Candace anyway Owens, it. maybe? Candace kind of so- yeah. Owens,
2: who's black. And then there yeah. was one more. Yeah. So yeah, that's. that's I mean, state. even Joe Rogan gets thrown in the, yeah. the, the alt right <laughs> Gateway, that's gateway to the like, alt right. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Listen yeah. to Joe Rogan speak. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. What? What was that?
2: Alt right adjacent. <laughs> alt right
1: adjacent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, come I mean, on. The labeling I, I consider,
2: is just like, for example, with Joe Rogan, someone that wants everyone to just take some LSD, I would not consider him on the alt right by any means. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's, uh-huh. but he's gateway to the alt right. <laughs> That's yeah, that's the other. I mean, uh, you start listening
0: uh, to Joe Rogan. Next thing you know, you're listening to Graham Dunlop, and then you're <laughs> listening to Stephen Molyneux. There
1: you go.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what's uh, it, it is frustrating about it. it is how they 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 connect that that gateway situation without really kind of any evidence for it. Like, just because, like, like for example, Joe Rogan's the easy one just because he has such a broad audience, but let's say you have a thousand listeners. He, yeah, he obviously has way more. Let's just take a group of a thousand. Yeah. And one of those goes down that little, little gateway, that little rabbit hole to the alt right. Does that mean that Joe Rogan is now promoting alt right? Yeah. No, like that's ridiculous. It's like, sure, in a thousand people, you're going to have a crazy one that's going to decide to go down that route. Yeah. But it's not like Joe Rogan is the reason. Yeah. Like you, and, and that's the thing with Joe Rogan and, and up these other ones, like even Dave Rubin, which I would, you know, con- criticize them to a certain extent for they very much pick their their audience and, and i don't think so i will say you did mention dave rubin and i would criticize him a little bit is one thing i applaud joe rogan for for example is if he does have someone that has some kind of views that that at least people listening are going to question and have problems with he pushes back a little bit but dave rubin i used to listen to dave rubin all the time Dave Rubin is just very much submissive to whatever the the person he's interviewing says. Right. right. You know, yeah, he's I'm very a, much.
0: a I think with, that's a style though. You know, I I mean, I don't even listen to
2: Rubin, but I, yeah. I mean, that,
0: we, 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 because we kind of do that here. I mean, I Unless get, I got a little earth. triggered that's on a couple yeah. of things. There's a couple of <laughs>
2: things I can get triggered on flat earth vaccines, a couple of things. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So here, here I'll put, I'll push back slightly is I agree that, you know, I'm, I applaud shows that do that. And that's like their, their message like you guys would fully admit that you do that. Right. 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 Yeah. Like people come to expect that coming in. Right. But Dave yeah. Rubin, I think is a little bit different because he comes in and says, Oh, we're just having like a discussion of ideas. And he, he brings it out as very much like a discussion where he's like pushing back and he's very much involved. but He's just not. And then he also kind of very much picks and choose. And I get like picking and choosing who you come on the show. That's fine he very much acts like it's very much like both sides coming on the show and it's just not and this is someone that used to be a a fan of Dave Rubin it's just something I've recently noticed in the past like I would say year and a half or so interesting that I wish you know he'd kind of you just change a little bit or kind of evolve his his interview style yeah yeah that's interesting or at least be straight up like you got, like you know we're gonna we'll talk to anyone and have them have their say which I think shows like that are absolutely needed I have No problem with uh, controversial ideas being put out there. Right, right. Well, yeah. Well, it comes
0: to just start not letting your personal ideology get in the way because, I mean, or your personal philosophy for that matter. I mean, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you could be fucking wrong about everything. I mean, everything you learn, I mean, you know, like in a hundred years, they're going to be like, holy fuck. Look at these 2019 guys. They just have no fucking clue. They thought this, they thought this, they were doing this. I mean, that's what we do. When we look back a hundred years, we're like, oh my God, what are you throwing people in jail because of the shape of their head? That's science. Yeah, exactly. That's that's
2: so true. So, I mean. Especially the health stuff and across the board, just the ridiculous things that people believe and Extrapolate
0: on that. and, And to a certain extent, you know, who am I to tell this guy that he he's wrong, you know, unless right, it's right. a moral issue. If it's a moral thing, that's different. See, then, for me, And yeah. yeah. I think you have a moral obligation to step in. So, you know, no one's going to come, you can't let, you know, racists or anything like that, racism like that, or, or any sort of violence. discrimination, violence, violence you know, I'm, we're not going to spread any of that. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I, I'm not proud of myself for, for, um, for how I behaved on our flat earth show, you know, even if I think it's ridiculous, that's not what we do around here, unless we're setting in to right. do that. And we do that from time to time or we say, we're going to, we're going to hash it out, you know, and we do that in the black budget sometimes, but it's tough yeah, sometimes it's, because we all do have our personal philosophies and expectations.
2: Yeah. And that's a good point about, cause like the flat earth thing, there's, there's some ideas cause this is something I've kind of, Come evolved on a little bit, I guess, because there. To me, there is some ideas that are dangerous, and those are like the very kind of obvious racist ideas. You know, if someone's basically borderline promoting genocide of a race, like obviously that's that's a problem. You probably shouldn't have platform any them, race. Right? Any race. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. If they want okay, genocide well, of any yeah, race. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, just making sure of that.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but but then like something like flat Earth, for example, you know. Yeah like it's it's harmful if the majority of our population starts believing that but I'm I have enough confidence I feel like in our in our population that that won't become an issue but yeah it's like okay if you want to platform them a little bit let them have their say so then to me it's like okay people can see some of the ridiculous exactly. they're making and that's, that's where it's like, okay. But, like, cause there's some ideas. But like, you got to do like, that okay, without, without,
0: without arguing no, with but, him too much. I got, I think I got, I got a little out of line with Weiss. I told yeah, him this is my show. I mean, who says that? Yeah. My show.
1: That's okay. That's what he told you to use your adult brain and that triggered you, obviously. So you got a little bit of work to do on that, but so, but here's the thing is what, I think what you're saying is that's what I was going to ask is so what about the racism? If there's hate speech, if there's that kind of thing, like, do you force it underground through censorship or let it be shot, you know, let the light shine on it. So people know that these things are out there and these people are out there and let, let us deal with it. Like let the people let the public see that for what it is and deal with it. I mean, I'd rather know that the guy next to me is a racist than him, you know, hiding it from me and going underground,
2: you know? Right. So like, that's, this is where I've, I'm, I'm very much split on this. I completely see what your side on that. And I don't, I don't even know if this is actually my position, but like, let's take, let's, let's like let's not take it to the extreme of genocide, but let's someone yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, an yeah. obvious yeah. racist yeah, that yeah. wants to separate the population, yeah. Yeah. blah, 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 that type of stuff.
1: Like real, like so, no, 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 like uh, speculation. Like you, you know that this person is let's say.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Like maybe, I don't know slightly more extreme than I, I would even let's say like a richard spencer i mean obviously he's he's honestly probably i would put in that category but like let's say someone like him maybe let's just for the sake of this let's say a little bit more extreme yeah, than. yeah yeah for sure just for the sake of this like but you have like a platform and yeah you're you're putting these out ideas out and we expect people to think they're ridiculous and i think most people would yeah but let's say there's someone that you know they're they're kind of on the fence right and you put those ideas in front of you put them on a, like a popular show and where they're getting like ten thousand listeners in in one week or something like that when we do that to me it takes those people on the fence and brings them over when maybe they never would have where they they when they, when it, and what i mean by that is when it comes on a show that's seen as like a popular show or seen as legitimate and all that type of stuff all of a sudden people start seeing that viewpoint as some sort of like legitimate viewpoint to hold okay like yeah people might think it's ridiculous but wait they're on this show people hold those ideas maybe 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 it's not so ridiculous
1: okay that's that's where i'm
2: kind of switch
1: so that's a good point so you have a risk of
0: well, that's
2: people inciting the fence, you have
1: a, you have a, No, no, it's not, a, not inciting. It's just it's just giving a platform to somebody that's really racist, let's say. Like he's saying. So you got a bunch of people. Let's say there's a couple people on the fence that flip over to that side. Is that risk worth the risk of pushing an underground and maybe gathering 10 times that amount of people in an underground movement? Or, you know, not allowing it to shine the light. Like, it's really tough to say because... The problem right. with the censorship that's going on right now is we can have somebody jump in our YouTube and start trolling us, or jump in. It's it opens the platforms up to sabotage without any mm-hmm. kind of you know without any kind of like chance for us to say, oh hey, and this is and and it's happening. I mean, I could t- I could cite examples of this happening to people. You know, when when the when the activists get so much attention and they can actually control who's who and can- the cancel culture, it's easy to sabotage people. And if they don't mm-hmm. like your ideology, they can go in and sabotage you. But if you have, uh, if you have free speech truly and you can't get deplatformed, then, you know, that sabotage can't exist. And those people, like the people with bad ideas are going to, it's going to come to the light. I mean, people, I think the other point to make about, about your thing is if that guy truly is racist, he probably won't go on that. Show like if we if we know about a guy that's I mean I mean, it can always slip through the cracks, of course, but I mean, if he's that bad, he probably won't get on that show with ten thousand people
2: right, right, you know you, you yeah, that is the good point, and, and that's where it's it's an interesting discussion is because you want people to see how ridiculous these ideas are, and you're right, that that underground idea, you know, in theory, it could happen. But it's also, it's kind of like you have to weigh it out. Like, which, yeah. which one is more likely to happen? Yeah. And that's where I say I'm like, I'm not 100% aware I yeah. lie on this issue. Yeah, yeah. It's because I'm open to, you know, maybe there's, I don't know if there's like data out there or whatever it is. Yeah. But like when we have these ideas out where people can hear them and be like, okay, that's ridiculous and be able to move on. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Cause I mean. Because I don't it,
1: like hate speech either. I mean, I really do think our words matter. They have power. I believe in yeah. the metaphysical aspect of. Like what I say is But I the, don't
0: know, it's tough that should it be legislated? No, of that's, course not. No. I mean oh, I am yeah. well, not know. saying it should be legislated. Yeah. I mean I'm saying even hate speech.
1: No, I don't think it should be, but that that should be I
0: know, I know. Yeah, no,
1: I know. I'm I'm I don't like it and I because don't agree that's, with I it, but mean, when I don't you, think it should be controlled I mean, like
0: on that. a philosophical level like that, when you talk about, you know, not giving people a platform because it might push people over the edge, well you know and, and, you know, depending on what the issue is, I mean, who's to say, who's to decide what that edge is and if it's better or worse for the greater population to go over that exactly, edge. Exactly, right. exactly. I mean, we, who, that's who, where who decides where what's okay for the society?
1: And who's and who can control, like, let's say these... And these, I'm not
0: talking about on a race thing. I'm talking about on something, for a good example, is the vaccine thing where you can't have the conversation anymore. You just can't. You, you get labeled, you get shut down, and it's you know we we've decided that that's not okay to talk about as a culture and if you do it you're going to get you know deplatformed or shut down or you know there's just i mean some well, of the... that's
1: yeah that's i mean that's a little bit more scientific than the cultural stuff the cultural stuff scares me more in a way well actually it's a different type of fear it's because a... because you have these activists now that can 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 label people for for no legitimate reason like they're calling people racist they're calling people you know, Nazis,
0: what, I mean, yeah, that's a good whatever, example.
1: like how, how you can justify punching somebody in the face. Cause you think they're a Nazi when it's ridiculous that they're a Nazi. I mean, there's very few Nazis that are gaining any kind of ground here. You know, it's, it's, you know, calling somebody in a red hat, a name like that and allowing yourself to punch them. I mean, that's just That's just way past the line. So how are right. you allowing activists to do that? And yet. On the other side, science from vaccine safety is not allowed to be discussed. I mean, there's, those are both pretty critical issues to me.
2: Yeah, and, and I will like to clarify, like, I'm I'm not saying this should be Oh No, no no no, 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 we're yeah. just philosophizing. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah.
0: doing philosophy. Yeah, I'm very much I think, one are that. we doing it right?
2: Yeah, yeah, you definitely, yeah, you are. Because that's the other a good point you bring up, though, is to clarify that is also to say To me, people should start looking at it through that framework that just because you personally don't agree with something does not mean the government should be legislating it. Right. right? And that's very much where where I'm at. Like, yeah, I have certain political views, but I'm very much open to not like just having the government demand these things just because it's a, to me, it's just a dangerous slippery slope to go down. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where, you know, kind of going back to the motivation behind my podcast is. It's very much trying to, to get this dialogue going again, to be able to have conversations, even though they're not, I'm not really getting into controversial ones more so that you guys try to get into, which I do think, you know, has a necessary We didn't even
0: try to get into
2: those, just sort of happened. And some of the topics that (laughs) were so controversial five years ago. And, um, but yeah, that's what, that's what I mean is it's, it comes down to a personal choice of, you know, the person doing the interviews or person that wants to have the discussions. And also it's just like, there's, there's a fine line between, like I said, the vaccine issue, the flat earth issue to me are on a different spectrum yeah, totally. than say like the race issues. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah but, well, cause the other thing to think about is, I mean, if someone can do, if you, if we can do, if we can start deciding who can and can't, you know, this guy's too, Right or too left or too black or too white or too whatever, to go on that show that has ten thousand a week. Then how far are we from saying, well, you know, there shouldn't be any shows that have more than a hundred thousand a week because that's just too much power for a show, even. You know, (laughs) I mean. Well, and the
1: other thing is too that that some racism, like there's a lot of people discussing that, you know, like the, the difference between white people being racist and black people being racist or whatever. For example. So then then somebody's gotta define that as well, right? So you're gonna you're gonna lock down this the these platforms based on hate speech and racism and all this, and somebody's gonna make that definition that you can't be racist, Darren, because you're a native Indian and I can because I'm white.
0: What? Yeah. I can't be racist. Oh, no. well, you better tell that to a bunch of people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, we got accused of not having enough diversity on the show. I guess that's when, you know, you made it. when you told (laughs) you're not diversifying enough.
2: Uh, That's when you're, when you're uh, doing something right is when you finally have a lot of, a lot of haters.
0: Yeah.
1: So what made me think I was listening to your podcast, how you analyze movies and stuff like that too. And then kind of along the same vein, I was wondering how does, like, I got two, two kind of things to ask you is how, how does, uh, the influence in TV shows and movies affect philosophy and and our culture. Like we've had a couple of episodes where we talk about the um, injection of content into movies and TV shows from companies that are actually companies are somewhat funded by the government as well, but also the department of defense and other like real government departments. So that, that affects our culture through entertainment And then the other the other point is is also about science and like the dogma of science and how the science of consciousness, for example, or where we're at right now with quantum physics and consciousness and and the materialism to me is sort of falling falling apart over the last five years, at least since we've been well, no, been paying attention: KK. To, KK let, slow down. But, but how materialism does materialism isn't philosophy. falling apart? It, it is falling materialism,
0: apart. Materialism, no no, 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 no. It's, the, the, it's moving over. It's moving over. It's moving over. So that other stuff, it's making room on the step for other people, other other not people, but other things than materialism. Because I mean, this stuff is great. And That's not
1: materialism. Well, I'm not talking about that. That's engineering and stuff, guess, right? Like, but no material products. I'm, I'm talking about
0: you as a material person. It took materialistic being, philosophy to come up with those it's gadgets. It's kind of your
1: brain. It's kind of your brain. Don't point at me. Creating your. I'm not really pointing. At you. It's kind of your brain. Creating your consciousness is what what would be, I think, in materialist. It's more of a philosophy. Still, I'm not talking oh, so about. So you're thinking
0: of just straight on where does consciousness come from? It's, materialism,
1: it's, yeah, in a way.
0: Well, even if conscious, even if your brain's just a receiver, it's still uh,
1: no. Then it's not because the, the materialist aspect of consciousness, consciousness, I think, is that your brain is creating that.
2: As opposed yeah, to, yeah, I mean, that's where where I lie. Um, it's definitely we want to get into that combo, but to I guess ask what your question is for sure here. So basically are you, you're asking like how movies and and TV shows are possibly influenced by the government and how that influences culture. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah, I Uh, mean, I agree. Like that's, that's a, that's a tough one. Cause I'm very much on the the end that, you know, for example, like Hollywood is very much on the left where business world is very much on the right. And, the, the idea of like maybe like a conspiracy of, you know, the government, because I guess you could say the government does fund, like, and even on the state level, the government does fund uh, movies and, and whatnot. But I also do think that like it comes down to the director that was already influenced. So where that origin of the influence comes from, yeah. I think we could have a discussion about that. But I do very much think the directors still do have a lot of power, especially with the movies I kind of analyze. It's very much, Not, I wouldn't call them indie movies, but they're very much uh, indie esque movies that became popular and like a big time picture studio picked them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where it's like, okay, and how it influences philosophy? I don't really think it influences philosophy. I actually think it's flipped. Uh, I think philosophy very much influences, maybe indirectly, movies. Where that's where I, I very much applaud like particular directors such as like Christopher Nolan or the Coen brothers, because I think they were influenced by like the Coen brothers. I know they like studied philosophy in undergrad. So they're very much influenced by various philosophical ideas they read about and they try to insert them into movies. And the reason I like to use movies is because movies, you know, just like you kind of read a book, you read a book from front to back. Right. And a movie is very much like that same complete picture. It's almost like this full picture argument for you. And and it provides like storytelling with that, and that's why I see it as a very good medium to discuss these ideas because it makes it like an entertaining way to do that and that connective bridge there. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes okay. That makes sense. So, would you notice then if like like for example, there's this there's a Lear Foundation that's a that that has uh, has its hands all over some scripts. Like you can and you can see it like a mile away. injecting stuff that doesn't make sense for the, the narrative. And it's just basically SJW kind of stuff. Some of it's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with all of it, but it's just, it's, it seems like it's out of place in a lot of, or forced. So would you notice that in movies? And, and that might be part of like, maybe what's philosophy has influenced that. I mean, maybe that I like, I like the way you put that. It's, it's, it's the reverse. It's like the current philosophy is influencing entertainment in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah. And so I do, I do agree. It's like, kind of like, how do we clarify where the, where it's coming from? Yeah. Because I've, I've like kind of recently come to the idea. Cause I used to think, you know, academia, like they write all these papers and no one reads it, yada, yada. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: But then I kind of realized that sure. Not a lot of people are reading it, but those like few people that are reading it might have a lot of influence yeah. and that influence transitions. And it has like this ripple effect effect in culture. And that you very much see that in the movies then. Yeah. So going to the SJW stuff, you do very much see that in Hollywood movies. And I would even say in some like war movies, it's very much propaganda to promote war in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they have even some like obvious ones. We can even go to the Christian route. There's uh, what, what are they called? I think it's like peer flicks or something like that. They do the God. I don't know if you've ever seen the God's not dead movies. They do those. They do the very Christian heavy films. And it's absolutely funded by you know Christians and whatnot, right? Yeah, you have these various groups and organizations and whatnot funding various film production companies to produce a movie that they might like, right?
1: That's a good good point. Yeah, it's coming from all sides.
2: yeah, it's kind of like where where is that line at where it's like directly being funded and becomes propaganda? Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Like it's like almost like a melting pot to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a really good point.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially. I mean, we I mean start looking at the documentary scene.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, and exactly. it's just right.
0: like, oh yeah, you know, ninety percent <laughs> propaganda. I mean, from all all angles, right? Yeah, I mean, from by, all sides. Yeah, by its nature, I think most documentaries are propaganda. Whether you like the propaganda or don't like it, you know, I mean, you get the odd yeah. ones that are like, you know, this is how a whale does stuff, and this is how you know the tides work. I mean, that's that's <laughs> not, but you know.
1: Otherwise they're really trying to push a narrative or an agenda well, by, yeah, by showing one side of things really.
2: Absolutely. Exactly. So the, to bring up, so it's funny you brought up doc- documentary because I'm very much, I know exactly. I agree with you that pretty much any documentary. And I love documentaries for the record. Same. Oh, same for the record too. And, but still it's like you're, you're I like your point about propaganda is, you know, propaganda can be propaganda yet. Propaganda can be true. Right. Um, and, but also just documentaries that just spin it, it you can still spin the this, truth. they're on this certain narrative. And I, to, to kind of use, to use a, a show, for example, I don't know if you guys watch, it's always sunny, but there's this episode that <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, them all. they do you,
0: uh, Well, I seen them all before I like, it was one of my shows for sure. I still got them all on a hard drive someplace for sure. It's one of like oh, yeah. five, yeah. six shows that I still pull out and watch once in a while. It was like that oh. one in like Arrested Development.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so they do this episode on uh, kind of making fun of documentaries or at least a segment and not to like spoil the show, but their commentary on documentaries is something I found really funny is they talk about how, you know, you start at the like, let's say it's like a 10 uh, series episode and they start out and they like raise all these questions and like, oh, maybe let's say it's like about a murder. They say maybe this person did it or maybe this person did it. And all along, they know exactly who did it throughout the whole, sh- whole sh- series. But they wait till like the last episode of the series to reveal it. But they're kind of like spreading all this like false information almost throughout the series of like, oh, maybe it was this guy. Even though if like in the end, we know it obviously wasn't. But like, let's hype it up. And I like, keep spreading this and make this guy look bad or this girl look bad. <laughs> and that's kind of just the way documentaries go to an extent, especially like the murder and crime mystery ones, which I always kind of find funny.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, all of them really, whether it's, I mean, a lot of them are narratives that, you know, I tend to agree with the documentaries. I'm watching documentaries that are pushing narratives that I tend to agree with. Right. Right. And and when they don't, sometimes I get mad. I'm like, fuck, fucking David Attenborough. I don't want to hear about your global warming. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I came here to hear about the ocean or whatever, but anyway, I digress so what about the materialism then
1: let's get into that a little bit
2: yeah uh so so like on the consciousness side sure yeah yeah i mean i'm very much uh you know i think the soul is is an illusion and basically i don't like i will say i don't know if we'll ever be able to explain consciousness like it's such a complicated subject like even the more we discover on the science side of things to help explain you know what we see in the world empirically uh, we're still, <laughs> we still really haven't made a lot of progress on like what exactly consciousness is. Yeah. And the progress I would say we made the progress we made is I think it's become a, a commonplace understanding that this idea of the self and like I, me, there's like someplace in my head that it's me, right? Like a central point that's just not that's just not true right but i mean we can get into to why but is is that what you meant by materialism to clarify
1: yeah well i think the aspect of conscious being non-local like we've i mean we've just we've just done over the last five years and some of the experiences i've had as well just with uh whether it's your consciousness leaving your body, or out of body stuff, or spiritual aspects of it, and and a lot of the science around that. I mean, we've got you know,
0: so know, it's still local. Know, I got a book
1: right here about an end to upside down thinking, and like just so, all these scientists that are pulling up all the evidence to show that consciousness doesn't just reside in the brain; like it's more of an antenna type thing. And uh, I wonder if you know everybody would say science is is a pro science. There might not be room for philosophy in science because science is a process, and it's. You know, a strict process of trying to to find the truth that way, but but maybe maybe philosophy influences science because we know there's a lot of paradigms and, well, and dogma, and it's, it's more of a scientism in a lot of ways now. And
2: yeah, I'll uh, I'll stick up for philosophy on that end. Is so philosophy was very much like the beginning of these various other in, like scientific inquiries, right? And um, science or in philosophy is that starting point, the and I, I very, right? I mean, I how do it, you
1: how do you even start without it?
2: Exactly. So w- what you brought up is like the scientific process, and to me, that's very much a philosophical process. So what I, what I mean is like philosophy is this very much like broad spectrum of ideas. Like it's a broad discussion of basically anything you want to talk about. It's become specialized in academia, but it doesn't necessarily have to, in my eyes. Where like science is very much me more of like this specialization and extension from philosophy. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're still doing philosophy, and that's why I'm very much that science and philosophy should not separate. They should be working together to have those discussions. Um, because like I don't know, you brought up the the out of of out-of-body experiences. Like we like I would say science and philosophy would not deny those, but does that really provide evidence against the idea that you know your are yourself the the feeling of yourself you as an individual me as brendan right yeah that is coming from my brain like you yeah, can have yeah, an out-of-body yeah, experience it, like we have evidence the brain can produce that experience it's still connected to doing but
1: yeah it. but yeah but yeah but that's where it, the evidence does show that you're not in your brain because your body, your, your, your consciousness, your mind even, is somewhere else in another location. And you're seeing that location. You're, you're evidencing other things to prove that you're in that location. You're not in your body. And the problem right. is you said science would, wouldn't necessarily disagree on philosophy about that. But that's where I get into the materialism aspect is right now we're stuck in the paradigm where mainstream science does not think that's possible. Like outer bodies and all this stuff aren't, but I mean, you know, you're seeing this. Is where I think it's falling apart because you're seeing scientific ev- evidence uh, all over the place showing that there there is something to that. Now, that's what I mean by materialism. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I guess I get kind of get what you mean, but it's like almost like uh, maybe those scientists that disagree, because I feel like I'm at least partially agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like those scientists probably should just do enough acid yeah. and they'll have that experience. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Acid so. didn't help me in that regard, but I, <laughs> nothing helps me in that regard. I mean, I don't have any personal evidence of that.
0: I got some, uh, I could pull some stuff out of the drawer over there that'll get you over, but we can't no, do I'm it. <laughs> we can't unless we can find it. Take, uh, take you to another dimension. Yeah. We'll be back in 20 minutes. Well, do
1: you have a better way to explain that?
0: We'll what be back I'm talking in about? Or 20 or, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could just Brandon, Brandon could just, Brandon could just watch us like, I <laughs> <laughs> can lie on the floor for a few minutes. Um, a better way to explain what you're trying to explain. Yeah, I think uh, no, because like I think as the
1: science changes, the philosophy changes as well. I mean, like we're well, I think open the science has changed. Ideas, the, like
0: the problem right now is that the science is on, the science is on our show on on your side. It's just on your side in a bunch of different directions that haven't really talked to each other enough to change the overall consensus yet. You know, like if you if you look far enough down each of those individual scientific you know, realms, scientific or? realms, it, it's pushing into those things. I think you know. I think it might just be a matter of letting science catch up. But then you yeah. got to get the money out of it somehow, yeah, that's, because yeah. that's a huge problem. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I, I do think there's a lot of separation on, on around this discussion, and I'm I'm hoping we're we're kind of talking about the same thing. But like, I think religion does hold people back from, because the, the idea of the individual self is very much a Western idea. Like Eastern philosophy was very much on board with this idea of the, this individual self being illusion and kind of going into like, they didn't really explicitly say this, but the brain kind of producing that illusion of the self, they were on board with that you know, thousands of years ago very much become this recent Western thing that's kind of connected with science, but religion, the Western religions have very much kept this idea of this free will and this idea of an individual self being like separate from the body throughout history. So that's kind of, that's, that's where I also find it interesting is kind of where my leanings are toward that science side of things of, you know, you are just basically your brain is because I, I see, I see those that mix up in that mishap there of where that, that wall is for people.
1: Yeah. I think I was misunderstanding what you're saying actually too. So you're saying that, that that old Eastern philosophy and the, and then what you think as well is that the, your, the illusion is yourself, your, uh your sense, your sense of self from your, that your brain, the illusion is that your brain is you. So Cause I, no, think I, think you're, you, I think you're saying that uh, in a way you're saying the same thing that that illusion is means that your consciousness is external
2: or so can the illusion. So your consciousness, I mean, your consciousness, I mean, maybe it is external or yeah, that we yeah. have to clarify what we mean by external or, or but, you can access it ex- externally. Right. I so I would say, I mean, I, I I'm trying, I'm trying to <laughs> understand what you're saying too is I, I, what I mean is like your brain, right? It produces what I see as me, like my desires, like me wanting to take a drink right now. Okay. That desire, right? Uh, The illusion is that I decided to pick up this, this, I guess it's pink drink and drink it, right? I don't think you should drink that. really, what's that? I don't think you should drink that. (laughs) See, exactly. So, so did I, when I don't drink it, was it me making that choice? But what we know is about the brain is that you know, a couple, not not even seconds, like it's it's like instantaneous. Like your desire comes before you make a conscious decision. It's not like I want a drink right now, and then you decide the drink, you have that desire for the drink. The desire is already there, and then you make the choice, right? That's like just one aspect to, to clarify about okay. it. So does that help clarify like where I kind of stand yeah, yeah. a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. So I'm very much on the, the mindset that it's very much just produced by the brain. I don't think there's like this external me out there. Right. It's like, I, I would even say, I, I don't know if you, if we can want to get into this, but maybe this helps clarify it is. I don't think there's like an afterlife for me where, where right, me right. as an individual is going to go somewhere.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay.
0: You think you're a meat puppet?
2: Yep. <laughs> That's one so way. Would you, to go. would
1: you be open to evidence that shows that?
2: oh yeah absolutely i just don't
1: afterlife or reincarnation or yeah or or, or connecting to and when i what i meant by external connection is some sort of download from the akashic records or from your higher self or whatever other thing that there is that it's not just all in here that you're you're pulling from from something else as well probably just all a simulation yeah honestly at the end of the day it's all possible then
0: yeah Well, I mean, possible. uh, Yeah, you're just like some. You're just, or either that, or the other way. I like to think think your soul
1: is bits of information, and that's going to go on to the next realm. Maybe,
0: or maybe, maybe not. Or, or I even think of it as like you're. It's like the on the cellular level, you know, the the cells and molecules in my body can't just exist without, you know, it's a simulation more in the sense that we're sort of, you know, this whole world is existing on a cell and something bigger is sort of forearm and it just needs to project some something some sort of meaning or i mean even whether it's that or it's a hard drive does it really matter i mean it shouldn't make it the thing is whether it's that or meat puppet or the other thing it shouldn't make it any
2: less special i mean right i and i i think i agree with you is that like let's say let's say cuz like we can't really what we know about the limitations of our senses for example, example it's really hard for us to verify anything with like absolute certainty yeah, right yeah and that's, that's just like scene limitations scene. of our consciousness limitations of you know how sight, small everything. we are yeah, yeah, and yeah. Grand yeah. Of the cosmos, yeah, you know of of the cosmos even limitations of like small,
0: cognitive ability or
1: like uh, exactly. you know like well, well even the small spectrum that we can see or hear i mean the spectrum of sight and sound is so mm-hmm. so thin i mean how
0: accurate you know but if it was more it would probably just be too confusing because i'd just be able to see through the table and you know yeah so how does like uh, i mean you know but that's when you start looking at that the the quantum physics end of things quantum physics end of things is where i think the science is starting to meet
1: spirituality
0: well spirituality or simulation or something it's meeting it's meeting like Mm high-end philosophy Yeah, I I would agree. Like, are you talking like? Well, I'm talking about it all. Like entanglement. Like this this table is 99.9999% not here, and so is my finger, and it's actually just two fields interacting with each other, and it's all just a fucking
2: bunch of fields. Always
1: the table in that example. Well, what else is here? You want to use your forehead? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: And I would agree that the science and philosophy is very much interacted, and some people might find this controversial just because of how. Uh, misinterpreted, this idea has become is postmodernism, and postmodernism is very much in line with that scientific understanding of what we we can't verify, and these these kind of it's like humans have this inclination to want to have like this absolute truth, this meaning, yada yada, right? But it's just like we can't verify that we can't know where that is. And science has come to this agreement. We also have this philosophical idea that has come to this agreement. Unfortunately, we have people like uh, Jordan Peterson and even Sam Harris jumped on board with this. They connect that postmodernism with neat like this. For some reason, they connected with a political ideology and neo-Marxism. And anyone that's listening that's interested in that, I very much want people to go and look at postmodernism because it's not what it's about it's not so, about did you say Marxism.
1: did you say it was unfortunate they were unfortunately connecting that
2: or yeah, because i don't i don't so i don't think you should be connecting yeah, yeah, yeah. postmodernism yeah. With yeah they're just they're not they're not compatible
1: but what what if you don't need to verify the details of that but you can just verify what we're not i mean like i right. feel like you don't we don't need the answers, but we know that we're not just this physical current incarnation
2: or current incarnation. Right. Carnation. So, yeah, and, and that's where I'm at. Because, like, I, I would consider myself very much like kind of like a David Hume style skeptic. Where, like I said, like that's where you brought up. Or would I be open yeah, to yeah, this like yeah. supernatural? Not. not I won't even say supernatural. Just the external me out there, right? Yeah. yeah. I would be open to that if we, we have evidence for that, for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm not closing that off. Yeah. And it's I'm very much of the mindset that, yeah, you have to be open to these various things because we cannot verify with absolute certainty pretty much anything. Right, I would say right. anything. I would even yeah. go that far. But we can verify things as more likely than other
1: things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to much skeptical? Can, that's where you
2: can even get into to morality and stuff like that. Like people have a really hard time saying like objective morality doesn't exist. I mean, first we'd have to clarify what subjective and objective means, Yeah. but you can also say that with like, it's not necessarily a bad thing if objective morality doesn't exist. And if someone says objective morality doesn't exist, they're not saying that we should just automatically become nihilists and start acting like complete assholes to each other. That's not, that's not what that person's saying. They're saying that, okay, there's like this spectrum of moral ideas. We can't know what the best ones with absolute certainty are, but we can reason through and use evidence, maybe use data, whatever it is, like whatever your moral stance is, like whatever you want it, maybe it's happiness for people or the least amount of suffering, whatever your moral compass is, okay? Maybe it's even religious. You can throw that in there. The idea is, we can have a reason based discussion about what the best one is, even though we can't say that it's the absolutely the best one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What yeah,
0: were you gonna I think Have you listened to any uh, skeptical? Um I don't think so. Who, he, who runs that show?
2: Alex uh,
1: Alex Sakaris.
0: Yeah, yeah, he just gets into – he gets really into the weeds on a lot of that NDE science and stuff like that. You might get a kick out of it. Yeah, a
1: lot Definitely, of the, con- yeah. the consciousness stuff. If he yeah, tries to get sure. you on
0: the show, just don't go – well, <laughs> it's a fun show. It's a fun show, but he'll be, he's, he can be a little, just, he's not as easy going as the America guys. Like if you said that on his show, Oh boy, he'd be like, no. No, he, it'd be
1: good. He'd be pushing back. I mean, oh, yeah. he might be, he might, he but might convince you might, you you might like it, I mean, I, I can't I cite, be, yeah. I can't cite the stuff that, that he can. I just, you know, we've just talked to a lot of people that have, uh, have supposed evidence that that tells us otherwise. So it's, it's just interesting to talk about. I mean,
2: yeah, so he's he would be on the opposite end of what I just said, basically. Of yeah, where... I think
0: so. Yeah, yeah, on the opposite end of of there being no proof that we're that we aren't something outside of our physical body.
2: Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's like that's where it, and that's why we have these discussions and disagreements. Exactly. And I, yeah. it's, it's great. It's like it's it's there is this. Like, I don't think it's just, like, this obvious answer, right? No, and, and I mean, it's, of- the
0: funnest part is having the discussions, and that's the yeah. crappiest thing about the discussions being starting to get shut down.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's why, like, what I just put forward, a lot of people would immediately want to shut that down. And I also just, like, when I have this discussion with people is, you know, I don't want people's just, like, desire for some sort of objective truth. Cause like when people have this desire for like this objective truth that they just know with certainty. And that's what that's why religion becomes so appealing. And when people have that, like I, 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 I agree, I get why they do that. It's like when you have this objective truth, when you maybe you have this objective religion, objective God, whatever it is, whatever you believe is absolutely true, almost a hundred percent. That is where you extend to be able to have meaning. And then that's where, you know, if we wanna talk about how, what philosophy boils down to, philosophy very much boils down to that is people are just trying to answer the question of meaning. Like, what do I do before I die? And people are very much afraid of this idea that maybe there isn't this objective truth out there. And when they, when they hear that, they kind of freak out. But I wanna remind people, like just because we desire to have this objective meaning for ourselves, if, if, if that's what you desire, it doesn't make it any more valid and true. And that's why I would you know, that's what I'd like to at least put across to people.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I want I see I can't uh, I don't understand why people need an objective truth. I mean, I don't think I don't think we're like that, Darren. Are we? I mean, I think we're pretty open to following the data and having Right. rational
0: and reasonable discussions about the stuff. But Well as far as the data can take you anyway. But I, mean, I do have a couple a bunch I, of I, bunch I of have, life is subjective.
1: Yeah, and but I do have a couple overarching objective truths like, that. I that I feel like after doing show well, cause after like that, the show, well, because even like the
0: objective morality is going to come down to to. I mean, there's going to be morality going to be built in. In well, I guess I mean whether you want to call it morality or not, but you're going to have some sort of special or some sort of um, morality towards. Certain people or certain things, you know what I mean? I think that's sort of ingrown, and in maybe it's instinct more than anything. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, you know, I wonder where instinct meets, where instinct fits in on that.
2: Yeah, I, mean, you- I would, I, you could probably argue that a lot of what we do originally started with instinct. And then we kind of slowly stepped back and thought about it and about why did we have that instinct We're maybe just gonna throw a, a baby in the
0: woods you
1: mean like each person or in like millennia our, our evolution both yeah yeah,
0: yeah. like i wonder I what mean, would have happened I, with a baby in the woods would it you know would it just like you know because all these other animals they just figure it the, out like almost instantly in most cases you know, or within a couple of weeks, they just, they know what to do. And they're just, you know, you get the weird hundredth monkey thing and all that. But even on a, a level of knowing one to look up and watch for birds and stuff like that, it's just, you know, it's uncanny. And humans don't seem to have that, I don't think. I don't think a human, uh, a human can't even get through a, you know, it, it needs help. Help, like up for a <laughs> yeah.
2: long time. So, yeah, I will say, so like the reason we need so much help is because we do have a we do have a much slower development uh phase like when we're born like a lot of animals like let's say let's take like a like a dog or or even like a cow like when they're born their brains are very much they're not fully developed but like those those instincts are already there like a baby comes out they're very much going to be they're still developing for a while there where that's not the norm necessarily i would say it probably i don't know it's been a while since I read up on this, so I'm kind of just going off the top of my head. But like apes, for example, are are similar in that sense, right? Which kind of the obvious so, connection.
1: So how would you explain that that instinct? Then I mean, if if you if it sounded like you're saying that instincts come from the brain, which is almost fully developed. But if you do, if you watch some of those or, or read some of those studies from like Rupert Sheldrake and the, the morphic resonance type stuff, where they've measured these things in animals from different parts of the world. And once they started uh, influencing how, you might have to help me out with this one, Derek, but they'll start influencing some. But let's let's say animals again. Uh, uh, grown have learned up, to growing do up do in something. North America and they change that structure. And then they find that animals growing up in the in the UK are already adapted without being physically related to those those animals. Like there's so somehow the instinct or consciousness or whatever is being transferred through generations non-physically quantum
2: evolution
1: it's well, Yeah, super I would, interesting i mean
2: so i i do think so i don't i don't even know if we're necessarily disagreeing i think it is it's almost like a part of our genetic makeup is that that instinct is there yeah right like we have instincts too like 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 for example like a mother Mother's instinct when that child comes out of the womb, they have yeah, mother like yeah. instincts to how to treat, like how to take yeah. care of it. Yeah, and the, and the dad's of,
1: DNA act. even changes, I think, after that. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: So we, we definitely have those encoded already yeah, in I us. Like, I, I don't know if I'd call it like an external. Right, we might be right. kind of disagreeing on the Well, language. I guess it's different yeah, because right, yeah. it's hard to look
0: at an example of that with humans in the wild, like where we can see that the bears just figured it out. We don't, within then, you know, there's not really a good example of just a mom and a dad. And I guess there probably is, but they're not well documented to just, you know, a mom off someplace, having the baby and figuring it out by herself. I guess she probably would if she had, you know, how do you remove someone from all that social contact and then have them just, you know, if, if you, if you remove someone from all contact with, with civilization and any other contact with people to learn that behavior of breastfeeding or birthing or or whatever, you know, and, and it just happened, you know, I guess, would all that instinct be there or not?
2: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, that's, I would say maybe it was at one point and it might still be, it's just people aren't really put in those circumstances anymore, but I mean, we came from small tribes too. So, but yeah, that, that's a, and we've had an evolutionary part of where we are today is very much human's evolution to communicate you know homo sapiens they started communicating with each other so it almost like took off this instinct to load maybe you could oh, say oh yeah that's but, interesting but there was an instinct to communicate so you could still you could still kind of connect it yeah, yeah. but it's also like we we don't have to have those immediate instinct so that's that's why like for example we're able to have kids and and um raise them for nine months they don't have to be like able to walk in like a week or in the same yeah. day like a like a calf is able to well you it's know, also they,
0: interesting because we talked to like haiti haiti heidi. schleifer heidi, heidi schleifer heidi, a couple yeah. of weeks ago haiti you fucker yeah. you got me saying it the wrong way and, uh, you know, I forget, well, and this talks about, you, you know, you're born and, you, you you know, humans seem to evolve with that connection in relation to another person to the point that, you know, the science coming out is showing that we can't even calm, your central nervous system can't even calm itself down properly. It actually does that better with another human around. And it's like, design, we're designed to do that through eye contact and everything else. So I suppose humans would be unique in that sense as well. Right.
2: Yeah. Humans definitely have a lot of things unique, but it's also when we, when we like really get down into it, I feel like we very much see just how much we are connected to nature still. Yeah. It's always fun to look at too.
1: So are you going to continue with the philosophy, philosophy education then after this, do you think like after a while, I mean, try to get your master's or your PhD
2: eventually or. Yeah. I was thinking to at least get my master's just cause there's a lot of good funded programs. Uh, and then like I'll weigh my options to kind of see where this podcasting route goes. I already do uh ghost writing. So, you know, I kind of get to, I get to write about and research this type of stuff all the time anyway. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll see. I yeah. kind of want to at least get my master's for the credentials so I can kind of advance topics a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know I can like kind of do that just in undergrad, but there is, I do very much think there is something about the, the psychological credential yeah, there yeah, to yeah, you know, take those next steps too. What's that
1: another yeah. four years to get a master's or.
2: Two, uh, it's only two. two and that's two why years. I'm oh, very yeah. much considering it, yeah, especially yeah, if it's yeah. you know, funded and I get you know, paid to teach. It's like, okay, yeah. I kind of somewhat already do that. Maybe a little bit more interesting teaching
1: yeah.
2: On, yeah. on my end because I get to use movies and whatnot and kind of what the culture gives a shit about at the moment. But yeah, we'll see. See yeah, where it goes. That's that's cool. Well, and it could be interesting also to see where um,
0: how the podcast would change over the over the you know the course of uh, getting your philosophy yeah. master's. If that would influence your outlook at all, if the academia would yeah. creep in any of that stuff. How old yeah. are you? I'm twenty four. 24. 24. I'd be interested to see how your outlook is when you're my age in 15 years too with a couple of kids. You know, I, I wonder because, I mean, I think now, and I was thinking, you know, I wish I would have started this show when I was 20 in my, in my early twenties, instead of doing the stuff I was up to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but then, you know, what, what, yeah, it's, it's,
1: I don't know. Then you, you know, you'd be missing. Well, not only that, I don't
0: think I was, you know, I, I wasn't and, and, and I'm not meaning to say that you're not, but I was just, you know, I was, when I look back at myself 15 years ago, I was just like a different human being. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Completely Even like, different. Ago,
2: yeah. I look at myself yeah, yeah. and it's I've a, very much become much more on the skeptic side over the past five, like five oh, years ago, if you had talked about me, I would have been all about like the whole absolute truth thing. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, we can, we can know things with certain through our reason, all this good stuff. But, well, and the reason you
0: know, I say that is because when, you know, from 24 or probably from like, I'll even go further from like 15 or 16 till probably like 30, I was a pretty staunch um, skeptic. Yeah. On everything. And that would break down to atheism, like that full on, full on biological robot, uh, atheist, no soul, all that.
2: So, you flipped to the other side?
0: I'm flipping, or I flip, I'm flipping. It's a flip, flopping. Yeah. Like, uh, doing the podcast definitely over six years has changed my outlook on a lot of things having kids, uh, dealing with death, dealing with just life, you know, getting humbled by life multiple times. And, and, um, just some of the experience. I mean, most of all for, for Outlook and stuff like that, or just some of the conversations on the show and just seeing some of the things that, um, some of the things that you can, you can, some of the things that are possible, you know, when you, the stuff you think might be just outside the realm of possibility. And then all of a sudden it's, you know,
1: when I started listening to podcasts, I don't know why, when I, about 12, 11, 12 years ago, I started A lot of the ones I was listening to at the beginning were like Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, like that materialism type thing. Synchronicity, for
0: example. I mean, that's been a huge thing in my, and, you know, when you start to notice those things all over the place, it's just, it's, it's a weird thing. And it's like, uh, you know, the more you're sort of looking at it, the more it starts to happen. And then, you know, it's like, at what point does, can you, at what point does, does chance run out? and and but it's never you know you're not winning lottery or anything like that it's just these little things that are just you're like what in Under the chance fuck? Of, yeah you know and i mean Especially i'm not going to get into in the
1: show too i mean we had right. listeners send in their synchronicities that are quite incredible
0: like they just
2: cannot yeah.
1: be
0: chance or coincidence i mean Interesting. Yeah. because then i wonder you know how am i going to what's my outlook going to be in another 15 years yeah.
1: Yeah, I went through that phase of materialism with the the podcast, and then what got me was, you know, any kind of evidence to whatever UFOs or consciousness being separate or whatever, it was just denounce, 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 like, name call, kind of like, and I'm like, what? Eventually, I was like, I just can't, I can't listen to this anymore. Like, I want to know more about, you know, what these people are talking about and not just denounce it because it doesn't fit in your scientific paradigm. Yeah, that's what turned me off of that.
0: <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, you know, because you know what the other thing I was, that gets you thinking about is we do that other show, thirteen questions, and it's just like you know you could answer those you could answer those questions once every couple of years, and and you'd have different answers, and it just
2: it's an yeah. interesting interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so, do you think you're academic? Uh, when when did you finish school?
2: I finished undergrad
1: two years ago now. So, do you, think that, two years ago. do you think that helped, like, transition you to more of a skeptic
2: from just
1: uh, academia?
2: Um, that's a good question, and that that's something I've actually contemplated myself. Is um, honestly, I, I, I won't, I wouldn't give academia credit that much credit. No, uh, well, I
1: wasn't saying it in that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but but what I mean by that is. Like I was very much on the political side of things when I first got into undergrad. Cause I have a political science degree too. Okay, yeah, and yeah. I was very much on the political side of things first. Like that was my go-to thing yeah. and political philosophy actually got me into philosophy. Okay. Um, so I kind of start, gradually made this transition. I was like, okay, I'm actually more interested in philosophy, I'm still interested in politics and all that stuff too. But I just kind of like having these type of discussions like we had today. And I feel like philosophy is just like a good, uh, central point to kind of be able to do that and kind of had, have these fun combos. Right. Yeah. And I would say that what undergrad did was introduce me to philosophy because I do make fun of gen eds quite a bit, but I have to admit, I have to give some credit. I had to take philosophy for a gen ed and we started talking about political philosophy. I was like, okay, you know, I don't get to talk about this in my political science major as much. Let me go into the, take some more philosophy classes. And then it kind of went from there and I kind of just went down, you know, we talked about rabbit holes. I went down the rabbit hole philosophy and you know, kept kept asking why. And I've kind of that's where I've gotten my stances. And I have no doubt my stances will will change like you were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, it will be interesting to see. Cause like like I've done this myself. I look at myself even, you know, three years ago. Yeah. I've gradually become more skeptical. But I would say skeptical in the sense that I'm willing to consider these you know, interesting stories like you guys have been bringing up and willing to pay mind to them because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't and swear. I, That's like very much my mindset is to, to you know, not use the, the skeptic language or anything like that. Or, you know, I, but it's very much of like, I just, there's a lot of stuff in this world that I don't know. You know, I'm going to try to pursue the knowledge to know as much as I can, but I will never know enough. Yeah. And skeptic-
1: skepticism is good. I mean, I don't want to come across like it's bad because it is, especially nowadays where there's so much, you know, there is a lot of, I don't want to go, go back to that again, but there's a lot of, you know, proven fake news and propaganda. And there's a lot of lies out there. There's a lot of bo- deceiving. And you got, I try not to fucking, no, oh, I did it again. Sorry. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> I,
1: try, I try not to... uh You know, hang my sword on anything like that and and just wait and see how everything shakes out. I reserve the right to to
0: be wrong on everything I've ever said on this show. And I I probably said some stuff I shouldn't have. And if I go over the course of my life, I definitely said a bunch of shit I shouldn't have. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But these days, I don't think I said as much shit that I shouldn't have. It still happens, you know, on a daily basis or at least a
2: weekly basis, but at least it's limited. Yeah. As yeah, much and, as possible. and that's still. I could my, be wrong about everything, though. Mindset has changed too. Is I, I very much like don't I'm not as I don't, I'm not as assertive as I used to be. Where like I think I'm right for sure, right? Like yeah, I have opinions. Obviously, everyone has opinions, and I try to make my opinions as strong as possible. But I'm also always willing to be open to new information and be wrong about things, right? Yeah, yeah. and I and I do. It's not like I'm saying like ideas are on this even playing field because i know we already kind of alluded to this and talked about this a little bit I'm not about that either i do think there's good ideas and bad ideas still right it's a hierarchy of ideas yeah find yeah. find that uh that happy medium between you know paying mind to alternative evidence and also just being able to have like a coherent worldview to keep keep myself sane
1: yeah that's a good point yeah
2: yeah, I
0: mean, that's that's all you can do is try and keep yeah. some sort of grip on reality as you hurl through space. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. sit on sit still on a flat disc, whatever it is. <laughs> Sorry, David. Right. <laughs> He's definitely listening.
1: Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's probably a good spot to wrap it up, eh? Oh,
0: yeah, it's almost an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, wow. This cool. it has been a great conversation. I mean,
2: I go I yeah, into these fine. things
1: like without a strict topic, I don't know if if we're even going to have anything to say. So it's awesome to be able to just go back and forth and and chat about stuff.
2: Yeah, it was fun. Cause honestly, I, yeah, I didn't prepare a lot for it. Um, (laughs) So, but uh, yeah, you guys, I'm, I'm always down to have these convos. Just let me know. Yeah.
1: Right on. Keep in touch and good luck with your podcast and all that. And
2: yeah, yeah, we'll do. And and thanks again for having me. This was a lot of fun. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great night,
0: Brendan. Come back anytime. Have a good one guys. Take care.
2: Yep.
1: That was our chat with Brendan Weber. Weber. I almost said we were.
0: I, I know. It's, I don't know what it is with you and names. It's yeah. a thing. I know. It's a thing. That was fun. That was good. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. I
1: always get a little bit nervous when yeah, uh, when get. I don't have. Well, because. You, you just know, always
0: what? get nervous. No, I don't How not nervous always. are you for Graham Hancock? If... Ah, fuck it. No. It's okay. Yeah. That one's nothing. No. Huh. Interesting.
2: No, so I feel more of enough, like... Because I can't just do
1: this on my own, right, with you. And if we have a guy on like that who I haven't, um, you know, it's not like he's, you know, he doesn't have a spiel. We're just having a discussion. So it's kind of up to us to bring stuff to the table, too. And it's just... You you have plenty to bring
0: to the table, buddy, okay?
1: No, you know what I mean. I I feel like I'm skimming on the surface of a lot of shit, and I just don't know you know, two inches down on anything. That's but sometimes okay. the feeling I get, keep, just, you know, keep just cram, 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 all these different topics for the podcast. And hopefully something coherent comes out of that fucking mishmash uh, of stuff.
0: I'm sure you said some, a couple of coherent things. You know what I mean? Over the course of the podcast. No, I know what you mean. You get nervous if you have to feel like you have to carry the show or carry the conversation with your own antidotes.
1: Antidotes,
0: anecdote? anecdotes, anecdotes, antidote, antidote, that to you. The antidote to the <laughs> anecdote. No, that, that was fun. It was that was fun. It's interesting to hear,
1: like, it's it's interesting to hear the more of the postmodern kind of materialistic view in a way and uh, just push back on that a little bit and see how how that goes. I mean, it's really, really interesting because I think that postmodernism has had a pretty fucking rough go of it over the last couple
0: of years with oh, those yeah. guys, you know? Oh, yeah. They're just kicking the shit out of it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, big thanks to Brandon for coming on the show. Check out his show, uh, The Philosophy Guy. I think th- that's right, right? Yeah, there'll yeah. be
1: links to that be links in the, to show, the notes.
0: show notes. I'm going to check out that other one, Philosophize This, get my head wrapped around philosophy, see what it's all about. I got the philosopher's handbook too, I should just read it. It's got some Plato, some Socrates, yeah, that's, that's all That's kind of like that guy's podcast, going
1: through the ages and talking, yeah. you know, summarizing each one's view. It's yeah. like
0: fucking six inches thick.
1: Really? Yeah. It's called a handbook and it's six inches thick?
0: Yeah. Should be a textbook. It's not a handbook. It's much more no, like it's a like textbook. Wikipedia. Yeah. Anyway, check out all Brandon's stuff. Review a show, rate a show, listen to a show, download a show. Um, I actually, I got a philosophy book too. It's probably in storage. I should have it in the studio.
1: And it's kind of got a summary of all the different, different topics. So I'll look for that one day.
0: The bookshelf's going to be full yeah. again. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. we are full. Of book- yeah, the bookshelf's full. Excellent.
1: Awesome.
0: Need more books. Um, yeah, guys, check out, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate all you.
1: Yeah, we che- mentioned 13 questions, so you might as well just mention it now. Yeah,
0: check out the 13questionspodcast.com, not the, just 13questionspodcast.com. But uh,
1: we're, we're trying a real interesting thing without, uh, not outsourcing. Um,
0: open source. Open op- Open Open sourcing. Open sourcing. So
1: people uh, like we've had a couple of people subscribe now and they're able to get their own podcast uh, in the feed and interview their own like idols or heroes or people that they respect or whatever and get their own. Uh, like Darren says, they immortalize that into the feed of 13 questions. Immortalize podcast. it in a podcast history. And we have
0: two episodes a week coming out. Boom. A couple hundred Some listeners already. Deep questions. Yeah, it's a great show. Check it out. 13questionspodcast.com. And. Well, you're on the internet, typing stuff into your search browser, if you can, find it in your heart. Head over to growamerica.ca slash support. Sign up for a monthly on Stripe or Patreon or PayPal or do a one-time donation or whatever you can do to help support the show. It helps, uh, helps us pay the bills. It helps us, um, helps us uh, move forward and plan, and we got some ideas we want to do with some infrastructure down the road, and it just helps us feel appreciated. Loved. Yeah, because
1: it's more about the feeling. though. It's more about the planning, for sure. Yeah,
0: but still. Yeah, but the, I if feel, more people I supported the show, yeah, I'd be definitely. less sick of podcasts.
1: You know, emails. Well, are good you get all the emails too. I don't that, get the that, emails. Thanks for the emails. <laughs> Send them to grandma grandmaamerica dot com. <laughs> yeah, lots of feedback, I don't want stories, emo. sightings, uh, synchronicities, experiences with extended consciousness. Yeah, afterlife, OBEs, NDEs. Stuff like that that compile into a big pile of evidence that shows that we're not just creating our brain. Oh.
0: Huh. There you have it. <laughs> uh anyway, do all that stuff in the show notes. Check out the show notes. Whatever pod you play or you're on, you just swipe left or right or whatever. You're gonna find the show notes. You go through there, there's a bunch of stuff. Review the show, rate the show, uh, text, share text the, show. the show.
1: Text the show, email the show,
0: text the show, call the voicemail. Call the voicemail line. Support the show, newsletter. Sign your friends up to that. Sign your friends up to the newsletter. Without them knowing. They're like this, that's a good Easter present. So it's Easter coming up. Sign up all your friends to the Grand America newsletter. You just gotta go to slash news. There's a little box there. Type in an email address, enter. Email address, enter. Email address, enter. And
1: is there any way we can make it where they can just like copy a whole bunch, like put your whole address book in there? No, GG no, 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 just against that sort yeah, of thing. It's yeah, pretty,
0: yeah, pretty spammy. Yeah. <laughs> and they anyway, do all that great stuff. Uh, have a wonderful Easter. Yeah. So if that's your thing, no, you, but this
1: is past Easter. This is coming out way after Easter. We oh yeah.
0: This is out, yeah. super way after Easter. This Sorry, is the future I was thinking this, this is, is like the like intro. Have a great May. It's the outro. Have Amazing. a great May. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be at the cabin when this comes out. Maybe. possibly. Awesome, we'll man. see you next week.